Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast by two brothers from the same mother, giving you their fantasy takes and analysis with this wonderful sport of football. I am the younger brother. My name is Derek. And as always, I'm here with the older brother, same mother, Daryl. Daryl, my man, the regular season is over. Playoff time is here, baby. We got the best seven teams in East Conference left. How you feeling? The best seven, allegedly. Um, I would like to have seen. I would like to have seen Detroit get in there, but you know, whatever. Um, But yeah, man, I'm 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 doing good, doing well. I'm very excited about these playoffs. It should be should be a pretty good um, a pretty good little sprint here to the Super Bowl, or or should I say the big game? I, I don't want to get sued um, by by the league for copyright infringement, but yeah, <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, you know, that AFC about to be a monster. Hell, NFC could be potentially too um, if 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 Dallas can pull their heads out of their ass and and. And maybe uh and maybe make some excitement on their end. But yeah, man, I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to get into this postseason and uh play a little fantasy along the way. Same here. I'm really interested in that AFC with Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati. Like who's gonna come out of there from the AFC as champions? Or will one of the other four teams surprise us? Likely not, but hey. I'm interested to see how it all shakes out for sure. Yeah. So on today's pod, we are going to finish up on our DBB. We'll announce who won the competition this year, as well as a couple of stats with that. We'll talk about the week 18 picks that we had there, as well as looking at some of the playoff matchups. But the first thing we'll do today, it'll be different than our other episodes is that we're going to do a draft on underdog um, regarding the playoffs. We're going to do the gauntlet to draft. Um, so $25 entry and we'll be picking players from the playoff rosters here, AFC and NFC. It is a 10 round draft. It starts out with six teams. Um, I believe in, in your pod or in your pool. And then as each week goes, the top team advances in said pool. And then they'll regroup you in different pools as you advance weeks. So, Daryl, I'm going to turn this over to you. Um, when you're looking at these drafts, what is your strategy? What are your thoughts going into it? Well, I tr- a lot of it is kind of done on the fly, but – my main overarching thing is I'm trying to get I'm trying to get it to where my roster tells a story of who I think is going to be in the Super Bowl and then under the constraint that you know you need to advance out of the first round so you got to make sure that you're getting some Super Bowl you know you, that your roster tells a story of who's going to be in the Super Bowl but you have like kind of the constraint of making sure that you have strong enough players to make sure that you advance um, out of that first round. Um, Absolutely. So like, yeah, as far as roster construction, like sometimes, sometimes I like to, so, you know, the rosters are 10 people, you you get 10 spots. 
I try to do like a three two 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 or, or a three two two. Excuse me. No, a three three two two. Um, that's seven, and then another two. That makes eight, and then just you know maybe another just like strictly advanced type player. Um, so, but it's it's not it's it's never anything strict, you know. It just the picks have to make sense, and you have to follow how the draft kind of unfolds. Like it's kind of squishy. The um, the, the actual approach, the draft dictates a lot of it, but I just try to do it within within those guidelines. Basically, try to field a Super Bowl team so that I have all five play I have all five spots for the Super Bowl covered and then try to just go there. That's that, that's the most succinct way I could put it after having talked for the last 20 minutes uh saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was definitely 20 minutes, but yeah, I think you made a good point as far as like kind of telling a story or a narrative in your head of what you think can happen to get to the Super Bowl. But of course, adjusting that on the fly because of how the draft um, will go. Like I've done a couple of these things and just some of the things that have crossed my mind is that if I'm able to get Joe Burrow, like I go ahead and tell my narrative of my team usually that I'm probably not going to draft another quarterback or more than right. likely I won't draft another quarterback because I'm going to tell the story that he's going to go to the Super Bowl. But if you end up being, you know, around pick, you know, two or three and Patrick Mahomes is there, it's hard to pass up on him. And so maybe you take him, but you also got to figure, okay, well, I have to get to that next week in order to use Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to draft another quarterback and maybe you draft later on like a Tom Brady or a Kirk, Kirk Cousins, you know, guys that are in matchups that they have a solid chance of winning and can have some production um, as well. Right. And yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. So, you know, if I basically, if I get Josh Allen or, um, you know, and Josh Allen is pretty much the one-on-one because, you know, they don't have a buy. So you'll get to ride him all the way throughout. If I get Josh Allen or Burrow, I'm basically constructing a, a roster that, you know, either the Bills or the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. If you're in a position, right. from in a position where, you know, I take I take Mahomes, then yeah, it, it's just like you said, you're going to have to get another quarterback who I've been leaning towards or, you know, and this is like lately in the last couple of drafts, if I end up with, say, Mahomes, um, you know, that's normally comes at pick two or three. I get Mahomes and I'm really trying to get my hands on Daniel Jones um, for for my quarterback to potentially get me through round one and, you know, maybe even maybe even beyond. Because one, I think they have a great chance of winning that game um, against uh, against the Vikings Two, the Vikings pass defense ain't about nothing. And, um, (laughs) you know, these two teams played earlier and Daniel Jones went off um, exactly in, in, in that game. So. You know, and 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 then you have like all the other stuff with Daniel Jones. You know, he could he could get you there through the air. He could get you there on the ground. You know, he's a very versatile player. And like I said earlier, they can mess around and win that game. So come um, come week two of the playoffs, you got two bullets in the chamber, um, quarterback wise. Um, so you know, I, I I think there's a lot of good um, 
I, I think there's like you know there's a lot of good upside there with um with, with him. So like that, that that's kind of where I've been looking. But um, another I guess another element to this that I would say is um, if you're going to do multiple ones of these, you got to kind of diversify how things go. Right. For, you know, if you if you sit there and like all your drafts are Eagles to make the Super Bowl and, you know, God forbid they go out in uh, the division round or the wild card round, then all of your entries are pretty much DOA um, for, for, for the subsequent weeks of the playoffs. So, you know, there is kind of a whole like, like, they, like they talk about with stock investing, there is kind of a, a value in diversifying your your portfolio. You got to diversify your bonds. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's kind of another layer too. We could probably sit here and have a whole pod about strategy and whatnot, but you know, these are just some overarching thoughts. Right, right. It's just a couple things that you know we're getting out and thinking about as we go into doing one of these drafts. Another note for me is that. Again, similar with Mahomes, like Kelsey is usually there in that first round too, or, or, you know, maybe late second round. And so if you do make that decision to go him, like you can look at that Tampa Bay matchup and usually Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, um, they're going to be there in the later rounds of the draft. And I think those are excellent guys to get, you know, later on that could very well produce for you even if they don't win that game, but at least allow you to have enough production to get you to that next round. Yeah, no, that, that that's real talk. That, that's real talk right there. And, you know, I guess one other point is um, for the most. Well, two and a half, I'll say the, the Ravens, the Dolphins and the Seahawks, I'm I really tend to stay away from drafting any players um on on those teams and you know that that could very well come to bite me in the ass but my my thinking mm-hmm. on that is you know I I just cannot see the Seahawks beating the 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 49ers and even if they do you know um I don't feel good about the prospects of any of their fantasy um any of their fantasy relevant players uh, from from that end, with the sure. Dolphins, it's it's looking like Tua is not going to play, and 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 Bridge is looking like uh, no, I think Tua was already ruled out. So Tua, yeah, not Tua's gonna been play. ruled out. Yeah, Tua's not going to play. So I'm not too excited about about that offense either. And with the Ravens, I mean things. You know, we're recording this on Wednesday. And Lamar Jackson did not practice today either. Um, is so you know I just yeah I'm I'm really just trying to, to to stay away. It's it's not so and you know it's not necessarily driven by the fact that I think those teams are going to lose. Is that I think their offenses are just in such dire straits. Um, so like for for instance, um, you know we could look at you know in the Bucks Cowboys let's say like. I feel like either one of those teams could win that game, so I'm I wouldn't be too opposed to um, to to drafting one of those guys, and even to, to drafting one to, for drafting players off of either one of those teams. And even if you know, let's say you draft Cal, you draft Bucks, and they lose that game, 
Well, it's not like the Cowboys defense has been like clamp them, shut them down, especially of late. So you could get a good one-off performance that will help you advance through this first week. And then, exactly. you know, the cavalry comes in for you in week two of the playoffs. So um, I guess yet another added layer of of, of strategy that, that I've been employing. Absolutely. I think that's a good note as well. I would say go ahead and click into the draft for us here and I'll pose one other question to you. You had mentioned about Daniel Jones, um, how he performed well against Minnesota earlier in that matchup. And we know about Minnesota's passing defense. What are your thoughts on taking a shot on like an Isaiah Hodgins or Richie James or Darius Slayton in this kind of format? I'd absolutely do that. I, I, I would absolutely do that. Um, it it would be just like a mini stack with with those two. So like a so like yeah, get um get Daniel Jones and then you know the way things have been shaking out lately, it's there's very little there's very little um usage difference between Slayton, Hodgins and and Richie James. I think if I had to pick one between them, I'd pick Richie James, but um just because his the last few games his target numbers have been um, better than the other two, but I wouldn't have a problem with uh, with Slayton. I wouldn't have a problem with Hodgins. And the thing is, you're not getting in in the drafts I've been in. You're not seeing pretty much any competition for those guys. So right, you know that. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with with stacking Daniel Jones with one of those receivers because you know it's Minnesota and any one of them has a chance to, <laughs> to go off. So, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, right, so, fair enough, fair enough. So I'm good to go ahead and enter the draft? Yeah, yeah, enter it. Let's see where we're, where we're at. And All right. You can see uh, the screen uh, just fine and all that? Yep, yep, I am perfect. Looks like we're waiting on one other person. Okay. And again, these are six team drafts and it's 10 rounds. And these drafts go by quick. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. Yes. Oh, and while we while we wait, there's one other thing I want to mention. Like I try to um at least for this first round, like I I try, if at all possible, not to um not to pick players that are on like opposing sides in round one matchups. So like if um if I go with some bucks, I'm going to try not to go with any Cowboys and, and vice versa, um, if possible. All right. So we got the second pick. The draft starts in 50 seconds. The way this normally goes is like, I have never seen uh, Josh Allen not go one oh one, And so um, we're in a position here where we got to decide how do you, how do you want to start? You want to start Oof. McCaffrey? You want to start Patty Mahomes? And then employ the um, the Daniel Jones pickup, or <laughs> so I haven't been in this spot at number two actually, where I was looking at C Mac or Patty Mahomes um, here, like being the number two spot. So, man, this we could is go tough. Hurts. We could go Hurts. We could go Burrow. Like, um, yeah, I. Um... I, I feel I feel like we got to go Mahomes here, and then and then try to try to pick up a quarter another quarter. Oh, they went C Mac. Let's go, Josh oh, Allen. Shit. So we definitely go on Josh Allen. Yeah, go Josh okay. Allen. And sometimes so yeah, in these team. drafts, 
yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, I was saying first team with uh, Christian McCaffrey, so we're going Josh Allen, and you go ahead. So, yeah, sometimes in these drafts you'll see people do off-the-wall things early, and you'll think, man, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, we talked about diversification earlier. This person may have a bunch of um, may have a bunch of Josh Allen on other entries. So maybe they came in. Sometimes people come into these drafts and say, you know what, I want to do a 49ers build. And right. they'll just, you know, they'll they'll just go go that way because they have exposure, you know, in other areas. So all right, so we got Josh Allen. All right, so we're definitely riding Bill's Super Bowl, right? And we'll try to we'll try to see what comes to us as far as the other side of that Super Bowl. It's probably no way Diggs is gonna make it back around to us. No, I so, doubt it. Gabe Davis may be there in the third round potentially. So Gabe that could Davis, be part of the stack potentially there. Dawson um, Knox, so James Cook, Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. If we want to get real deep. Um McKenzie. McKenzie, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, what's what what you got? Right, well, I was saying um Chase went fifth, Joe Burrow went at one six to close out the first round. Then it was Diggs and CD Lamb. And now we're here at the two three pick and waiting for that team to pick. If Kel- so up next on the board, just like right, ADP is AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Debo. What do you think here? I do like Kittle. Yeah. Uh, I that's I was looking at that too. Oh, and that's us now. I would say go Kittle. All right, so what do you think? We're looking at a um, we're looking at a San Francisco Buffalo Super Bowl. You want is that our build? Yeah, I think that's the build that we're going with. And if we get any value on some Philly players later on, I'm fine with that too. Like if Goddard is there later on, I'm fine with going there too. Um, so yeah, Debo and Justin Jefferson are here. T. Higgins, Austin Eckler. And Devonta Smith. We have we're waiting on the team now to pick, and they're going Saquon, and they have another pick, and then it'll be us. Daryl, what are you thinking? Um, I think Debo if he gets to us. Okay, and so we'll Gabe Davis here too, just so you know. Okay. But, but yeah, I do like Debo yeah. here as well. Yeah, let's see if he'll fall to us. All right, this guy just took Dak. So Debo still on the board? Yeah, I say we go Debo, man. All right. Um, Okay. Why can't I get my search? Why can't I get out of this search bar? There we go. There we go. All right. So after Debo, it was Justin Jefferson and Devonta Smith. So we're up in about, what, seven or eight picks here. And we have Josh Allen at quarterback and Kittle and Debo. So we do have the value backs in Singletary and Cooks that we can look at later. Um, any of the running backs on the board interest you currently outside of those two? Um. Sort of like I would like to get go like maybe NFC back. 
Okay. So if if Sanders or Pollard um, is is there, then I would kind of be okay with that. I think if Gabe Davis falls through to us, though, we should probably take him and then look for a running back on the other end. Sure. And we are up in one pick. Um, Higgins, Pollard, and McKinnon were the last three picks. Gabe Davis is the quote-unquote next guy in the queue. We'll see if they go him. Ayuk is here, too. I mean, that would be the whole San Fran offense, and Ayuk goes. Ayuk goes. Yeah, let's lock in Gabe. Okay, so we have the Allen and Gabe Davis stack here, and Miles Sanders is still on the board, as well as Singletary, um, Dalvin Cook, and James Cook, and Ezekiel Elliott are the next running backs in ADP here. Further down, you have Pacheco, ETN as well. So the only thing about Miles Sanders is he's going to be on a bye. So, yeah. Hmm. Ooh, that's tough. Ooh, Tyreek Hill goes and Keenan Allen. Oh, man. You so, we, what, what do you say? No, no, I was thinking, you think we should go Dalvin here in that matchup versus the, versus the Giants, or what are you thinking? And this quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Dalvin. I'm okay with Dalvin. Okay. Let's go ahead and take Dalvin. I would have been a, I would have been okay with 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 Zeke as well. Um, yeah. All right. So, so after we, we took Dalvin, Miles Sanders went and go ahead, Daryl. So yeah, I'm saying I think we need to. Um, I think next, so that we have our Super Bowl lineup intact, we we need to hope that either Cook or Singletary gets back to us. I mean, we could try to wait on Elijah Mitchell. Um, when I say Cook, I mean James Cook. Um, right, we already right. have his brother. That's right. <laughs> if both Cook and Singletary are still there, I think we take Zeke he, uh, here and then pick up either one of um, – Cook and Singletary. Okay. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. And then I would say go ahead and start Chris Godwin and Mike Evans for us later, just in case they happen to fall to us, because I like that value if we're going to get them in the seventh or eighth round, potentially. All right. So Brock Purdy, Tyler Boyd, Dalton Schultz, and Chris Godwin were the last four picks, and Devin Singletary went. Okay. Okay. So you think we should go Zeke here? If we grab Zeke here, we risk not getting Cook. Um, I'm just going to take Zeke. Let, let's take Zeke and we'll see okay. if Cook falls to us. Let's play the ADP game. Why not? So this guy Evan Ingram Evan goes. Ingram. You don't want James Cook. Go ahead and get you Juju. He went Mike Evans. All right. All right. So we James got Cook. Cook. Lock it in. All right. Okay. So the squad right now is Josh Allen, 
at quarterback, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, James Cook at running back, and then George Kittle, Debo, and Gabe Davis as our wide receiver tight ends. Okay, so Dalton Knox is still out here as well. Um, yes, he is. Huh. Let's see. What other? After we took James Cook, by the way, um, Juju Smith-Schuster went and Travis Etienne. We are currently in the seventh round. Like I said, these drafts go quick. Mike Williams just gets off, gets taken off the board. Uh, whew. Ooh, Leonard Fournette's still out here. Yes, That's he is. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah there he is. He's right, right under uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, I wouldn't mind e- either one of these guys here in our next pick. All right. So Godwin and Evans are gone, yeah? Yeah, both of them got scooped up. Okay, so like we could maybe try to stack another NFC Super Bowl. We have Dalvin. Are there any other Vikings that we might? Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson or Thielen, and I would I kind of like Hawkinson more. Hawkinson and he just, just went. went off the board, <laughs> and Dalton Dalton Dawson Knox went off the board too earlier, and Josh Palmer just goes. So right, three picks, more, and then it's us. Any more Tampa Bay players worth taking? Mm, just for Ned, Christian Kirk off the board. So one more pick, and then it's us. I say we go Lenny Fournette here. All right. Well, we could go Elijah Mitchell. Uh, playoff Lenny. All right. So let's see. I want to – I wouldn't mind trying to stack another Super Bowl. Hmm. All right. So after Lenny Fournette, it was Mark Andrews. It's another pick here. And now we're on the clock. Jalen Waddle goes. All right. So you're thinking NFC contender? Yeah, but there's nothing really obvious. We could get a light. We could go right Elijah Mitchell here. Um, He helps with our, our, whatchamacallit stack, with our 49ers stack. Yeah, let's lock that in, and then we can just come back and get one of the wide receivers here. So So we have nine players. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we have Josh Allen, Dalvin – I'm sorry, Josh Allen at quarterback, then Dalvin Cook, Zeke, James Cook, and Lenny Fournette at running back. I like that. And then wide receiver, uh, we have Kittle, Debo, and Gabe Davis. Am I missing? I'm missing one there, right? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, we're good. Okay. Um, so I think we either need to I think we need to either stack a Dallas player, a Tampa player, or um or a Minnesota player. So okay. We have another Super Bowl stacked. So, so we have Gallup, Gallup is still on the board. Mm-hmm. Thielen is still on the board. Um, I said Dallas, Minnesota, and Tampa. 
Yeah, Tampa, I think we're drawing dead yeah. there. Yeah, that was good. Then you got the Giants. Well, that's Russell Gage. That's Russell mm. Gage left. Um, yeah, go ahead and storm. <laughs> is Julio healthy? That's a good question. I, I don't remember. A couple of the guys that have went, um, Isaiah McKenzie, Hayden Hurst closed out the ninth round, and then J.K. Dobbins, D.K. Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett started the 10th. It's one more pick, and then us. Uh, who do you lean towards, Gallup or Thielen or Gage here? I, oh, man, there's it's, it's, it's <laughs> coin, coin flip for me. We just, like, basically we're just kind of making a stand. Like, who has the better chance between those three teams? It's either the Tampa guy or, or – um, The Dallas guy, you think? Or the Dallas guy, so um, – Yeah, I really think Tampa's going to win that game. So, line up Gage, man, because yeah. that was my lean too. <laughs> okay. All right, so we got Gage. We are done picking. <laughs> like Just I said, that quick. Yeah, these drafts go quickly, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the last person is on the clock, and once they go, we can um. We could take a look at our um, at our roster and just kind of maybe do a, po- a post mortem. So this was the gauntlet too. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So let's see how we ended up. We got Josh Allen at quarterback. Went a little heavy at running back, but that's okay. I think. We got Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, James Cook, Leonard Fournette, and Elijah Mitchell as our running backs. And at wide receiver tight end, we have George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Gabe Davis, and Russell Gage. All right. So just like from the way this roster is constructed, um, our our main stacks are a Buffalo 49ers Super Bowl. Like that's what this roster is kind of geared towards. Um, You know, and if, if we have that, then our Super Bowl players would be Josh Allen, um, Elijah Mitchell, um, James Cook, James Cook. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I kept looking at cook and I was like, which one am I looking at? Yeah. So yeah, if we did, if, if that Super Bowl hit, we have Josh Allen, James Cook and Elijah Mitchell, and then Kittle, Debo, and Gabe Davis. So we have we have plenty of guys from uh, from that Super Bowl. Um, none of our players are bye week players, so we'll have all of our bullets uh, for for week one. And uh, yeah, I I, th- I think this is a fine build. And with our sec our secondary Super Bowl. Um, that that we um, that we could get by on with a full roster would be um, Buffalo Tampa Bay. So we'd have Josh Allen at quarterback, Leonard Fournette at running back, and then um, Leonard Fournette and Elijah Mitchell at running back. No, excuse me, just Leonard Fournette and James Cook at running back. Right, and then um, and then Gabe Davis and Russell Gage at receiver. 
So, yep, yep. You know, we could uh, we could survive a couple different Super Bowl scenarios, but in both of them, we definitely need uh, Buffalo to make it for this roster to pan out. What are you, right. you got and, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it based on, you know, how the draft fell and whatnot. Of course, we're going to have the tough road if the chalk passes because Buffalo Buffalo wins and Cincy wins. We got a Buffalo-Cincy matchup, but it also means we got points and whatnot that should fly across the board in that game. And then, of course, you're hoping and wanting Buffalo to win that game and you're good. But I like that we have two NFC teams um in play here as well and i think we have i think we have some outs here so overall i'm I'm pleased with the team yeah yeah um you know i think uh you know i maybe maybe we could quibble with taking gage over over adam thielen but it's that that was just kind of a gut call and thinking you know i just I just really can't see the Seahawks, not the Seahawks, the Vikings uh, getting getting terribly, terribly far um, this postseason. So, you know, hey, we made our we made our bets. Now let's uh, let's see how things shake out. For sure, and we'll probably going forward, you know, update regarding how this team goes. Um, hopefully, it goes to the actual big game, and it's not a victim to the wild card round and out but yeah this was a fun thing to do and just kind of picking our brains on that process and i'm probably going to get a couple of other mitten drafts in before the playoffs start on saturday yeah oh i'll I'll definitely have at least another couple Um, (laughs) maybe even four Uh, (laughs) maybe even four all right well let's transition to DBB, a.k.a. The Brothers Battle. This is where we talk about our weekly sheet where we're doing bets as far as either betting the spread or the over-under on every game of the week. The regular season has ended. And on that last week, Daryl went 9-9. and I went 11-7. and So drum roll, please. The winner of the DBB challenge for 2022 was Daryl with a record of a record of 159, 124, and six. That gave him a winning percentage of 56.2%. I came up short at 154, 121, and 10, a percentage of 56%. One by 0.2%. How you feeling about that? 0.2, man. It's a, it's it's not a lot, but it's just enough to get the dub. <laughs> I, I you it, know I just want to um I just want to thank my gut. Uh, I I, I want to thank um, mom and dad for 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 putting <laughs> me here, and then for putting you here so I could beat up on you. Um, this man here, you know, but no, man, that was that was as close. That was really, really as close as uh, as it could have been. And you know, just like a um, 
you know, a coin flip this way or or, or the other would have made all the difference. The, the the cool thing about it is though, um, you know, we both we both finished at a we both finished above break even. Um, right. As as far as you know, if we're if all of these games were were um if the odds were at minus one ten, then yeah, we we came out above break even, which, you know, it, it wasn't by a lot, but but still, you know, it's it's it's, it's good to know that uh that you know we would have come out with a little bit of money if we had indeed gone through and bet every single game um like we did on the sheet. So kudos to us for that. Right, absolutely. Both of us were 30 plus games above uh 500 and you know there's I mean outside of betting contests itself there's no one or there aren't many people out here that are betting every single NFL game because it just doesn't make sense to do that. Like there are games in which you stay away from and don't touch. And yet we're picking a favorite or something here. And yet we did that for 18 weeks and we're 30 games above 500. We might know a little bit, a little bit of something about football or what we're seeing here. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so, you know, if we run this back for next year, maybe there's changes we could do here or there, or, um, you know, maybe change it into a confidence pool type of thing or, or whatever, or just keep it as Ooh. is like either, it, it, you know, any, any kind of thing would be okay. I think, um, I think part of what made it fun is that like, you know, we did, I can't, I can't sit here and I say that like, I dug real deep into every single game, but for a good 90% of these games, like I put some thought into, um, into yeah. every matchup and whatnot. And so it just kind of, I felt like it it gave me a little bit of, of of insight into each game going into it and just like thinking through like, well, how do I expect things to go? And then either being like, oh yeah, nailed that one or goddamn football just shows me every week I don't know <laughs> nothing. You know, like it was uh, you yeah. Know, so yeah, that it was it it, it was fun as hell. It, it was definitely fun as hell. Yeah, I agree with you on that because it started getting me in the mind frame of, you know, some of the podcasts I, I would listen to here and there about betting. Like when I talked about last week about the Tennessee Jacksonville game, how it went from Tennessee being favored three and a half, like a month, month and a half ago to now they're a six and a half point dog. And it's like, has there really been a 10 point swing in points that should be allotted for this game? And that, that's what helped me feel my pick here of going Tennessee and actually stay within that number. So yeah, it's just fun to do that exercise and thinking about these things for sure. Yeah. So and like it kind of shows you, you know, when you, when you do like place your, your real live bets and whatnot, um, just having gone through this and seeing going team by team, even if you weren't going to bet them for real, when it does come time to bet something for real, you have a history of having, you know, look through what this team does, how they play against certain other people. And does the line today mm. make sense given everything that we saw leading, leading up to it. So yeah, that, that, that kind of um, perspective and context of having at least given some thought about every game is, is, is definitely useful when it comes down to putting real money um, down on, on these, on these bets. Very true. Good point there. Week 18 action. Um, 
we have the spreadsheet up here. Any of these games you wanted to talk about, any of these bets you made that you're like, yeah, I did that, or, man, I was tripping. You know, so I put I put a lock on Denver catching three points against the Chargers, and that was more or less based on the fact that I didn't think that the Chargers – were going to play their starters like much, if at all. Yeah, and they played their starters. Justin, <laughs> Justin, um, Justin Herbert played at least the first three, right, or into the third quarter, something like that. Like they, I don't know what Brandon Staley was on in in that game, but you know, it's the kind of thing where like if I knew ahead of time that they were going to have the starters in for as long as they did, I wouldn't have put a lock on that game. So the fact that that lock actually came through, given that the Chargers went through and played their starters for some unbeknownst reason for as long as they did, ended up getting some of them a little banged up too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect the lock to work out for the reason that it did. Um, so, so yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> that one really, and just my goodness, man, what the hell were the Chargers thinking, bro? Like, I, I just don't get it. But anyway, yeah. So, 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 yeah. so that was stuck out, stuck out the most to me. Um, how about you? Yeah, I had that one jotted down too. But it's exactly as you said. Like, especially when the when the Ravens played before them and they lost, like they were locked into the five. But it's like Brandon Staley, like, yeah, I got, I got to give my guys these reps. I don't know. Didn't make sense. Um. For me, it was the A, well, not AFC, that's NFC South teams, uh, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. That game went exactly how I thought it would because it was announced that Tom Brady was going to be playing that game. I did not expect him to play um, in the second half at all, but he actually got pulled a little bit earlier, um, like, well, towards the end of that second quarter. And so I put in a bet, I did a parlay where, I did the first half Tampa Bay, which they they got money line, um, and it was plus money on that, so they were up seventeen to ten. And then that second half, you know, Blaine Gabbert was in, and I believe they even bought out uh, Kyle Trask for a little bit. And then you know the Falcons were playing Desmond Ritter the whole game. Got to get got to get him reps, obviously as a rookie, and of course Tyler Algier, and they just both raced him in the second half, uh, scored twenty unanswered, and won that game. And then for the other, the Carolina-New Orleans game was just a ugly game. I felt New Orleans didn't have much motivation for this game. I felt Carolina would maybe play up a little bit. They did not, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they did have some late game heroics, and they were part of the other part of that parlay with Tampa. I had Carolina um, money line. And that was plus money. So it ended up being a good parlay that hit for me. And it's more so just a kudos to me on making that bet and the parlay hitting and the money paid, I think, five to one. So got to love to see it. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yes, sir. Um, I'm not going to do this, but maybe maybe some somebody else out there does this kind of thing um, and goes back and just kind of take stock of the ugliest games of the year. And that Carolina New Orleans game like had to oh, yeah. had to qualify. Um I think it might have been you yep. who shared the stats with me, but um basically 
Sam Darnold finished with 43 passing yards in the game. 43. Had a quarterback rating of 2.8. 2.8. And they won that game. Won Just the game. Unbelievable stuff. New Orleans is down so, so bad, man. They are, they are down so bad. I <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch not a second of that game. I was watching, you know, this past week like I normally do on red zone. And for the life of me, I can't recall um I can't recall them cutting into that game, but maybe once and my my brain just went into autopilot. Like I don't remember what the action was that they were reporting on, but it couldn't have been too much because nothing happened in that game and New Orleans still find a way to not only not cover, but just lose outright. Like, my goodness, man. <laughs> yeah, my last thing on that game. So I only watched probably the last three or four minutes of it. And so they had a sequence where, like, New Orleans was driving and they ended up punting. And then Carolina got the ball back. First play, Sam Darnold's going deep to uh, DJ Moore, throws a pick. Um and so New Orleans is in, in decent field positioning here. They run four plays that don't really go anywhere, and they go to kick like a 50-yard field goal, and it gets blocked. <laughs> and then so Sam Darnold gets the ball. Um, they move the ball just a little bit, and then they kick the field goal and, and win. <sighs> Nasty. Nasty business. Yeah. For as much as I love this game, man, uh, not all of the product is great, but, you know, that's just – it's just how it be sometimes, you know, not uh, not every piece of fruit you pick up is going to be <laughs> ripe and delicious. You know, some, nah. some, some of the <laughs> some of the lemons will be extra lemony. <laughs> <laughs> lemony and lemon booty. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go to the playoff matchups, I got some stats for your ass. Shout outs to Jasmine Watkins. So you had talked about, I think it was, if it wasn't last week, it was two weeks ago, you had talked about how you were doing in games where you're having to pick Indianapolis playing professional football. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I went through it, and you actually were eight and nine in those games as far as when Indy was playing. So, Huh. Did you do them for yourself? I didn't do Indy for myself, no. I didn't. I didn't mess with it, but I looked at myself for Tampa because I've talked about them multiple times and I actually went eight, eight and one picking those Tampa games. So it wasn't as bad as I thought. I just had a little bad streak in the middle of the season where I was picking them to cover games like I think it was Pittsburgh was one of them and Carolina was one of them. And it was just like poopy. <laughs> Well, you know what, man, if you if you were to factor in the juice on each one of those bets, then yeah, you came out a loser against Tampa Bay. And yeah. um I came out one with Indy. Um Huh. Yeah, you just gave me an idea, and I'm actually gonna do this. I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go through mine through through my results for like each team and just see what my what my record was um betting e- e- each team and see if there was a if there was some team I had a good beat on um, or some teams, you know, that absolutely just killed me and, and, and whatnot. Cause just to think about it off the top of my head, I can't, I can't figure either way, you know, if I was good or bad against any one particular team, all I just know is that for some reason in my mind, 
Indianapolis just vexed the hell out of me um, all year because I just remember week after week when it came to picking their game, it was just like, man, I think yeah. I might quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny you say that. I do have a couple other stats and one related specifically to what you said. So, as you know, we are Houston boys. So I said, how do we do when those Houston Texans were playing? When I was picking Houston, I went, well, picking Houston as far as their actual games being played. So I didn't pick their side in every game, obviously. I may have picked the under over. Anyways, I went 10 and 7 picking games in which Houston was playing. You went 12 and 4. You went 12 and 5, but technically 12 and 4 because one of those uh losses was where you didn't do a pick so you you know them uh houston texas bro wow wow yeah and if i had known lovey was gonna do what he was gonna do this past week uh i could have even improved that to thir- uh to 13 and 5 or right. 13 and 4 <laughs> you know and speaking of that shout yeah. out to lovey man um you know this this man went out like um like um, oh man, I I forget homeboy's name from uh from from half baked, but uh, but but, but the guy who was in the Chappelle skit, you know, wrap that ish up, B. Yeah, like Lovey out the door was like, f you, f you, you are cool, f you, f you, I'm out. So you know what? Respect to that man. You know, I I wish things had turned out differently, and he had um. Well, differently from that game and, you know, maybe differently from having him be able to to stick around. I, I don't know. I haven't really thought too much um, about that. He doesn't seem like one of those uh, kind of fashion forward type type coaches. He seems a little bit more like the old school, we're going to run the ball, run for run for run kind of guys. And I think the NFL has passed that by. But he's a black coach and I kind of want to see him uh, kind of want to see him succeed. So, you know, I got bittersweet feelings about uh lovey being shown the door on the back of cully being shown the door uh the past year so you know these texans gotta pick it up man yeah well you know my my gripe with with lovey was basically that last game saying you play to win the game and i'm like all right whatever that's cool but like first game of the season third and one you run rex burkhead here at the middle of the field in overtime tie game and then you punt the ball and it's like less than two minutes left all right dog you got it anyways my last thing um (laughs) i did a stat looking at (laughs) when we actually picked the lock Uh, it still make me mad but anyways where where we picked the locks what was our record when we picked locks you picked more than me you picked nine of them you were four and five i picked seven of them and i was six and one Wow. That's how you use a lock. That's how you use right. a lock. I was what well, I was I'll, six and you said I was I was four, what? Four and five. Four and five. Right. All right. So yeah, that's the strategy. That's the strategy then for next year. Like get better with the locks. And maybe we institute a um you have to lock a game every well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll think about tweaks. But, uh, but yeah, my lock game was weak. <laughs> if you would like to uh, 
if you would like to throw this uh, on the fire too, one of your locks was an Indianapolis pick. So, and I'm sure that didn't hit, huh? Yeah, that loss, that loss for sure. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, got got to keep on brand, man. I got to I got a brand to maintain for these people, man. For sure. And so this is why I don't feel bad is because I hit on my locks. And of course, we've already talked about it. I had two dirty dog locks, the Buffalo we talked about, and then the Cincy one, which I'm surprised you did not mention um, this week. So I did have two dirty locks. But hey, even if you threw those out, I was four and one. So we balling out here. Right. Okay, so the reason I didn't mention it and drag your name through the mud on the uh, on the, on this week's dirty dog lock was because it's um, because it's week eighteen, it's week eighteen, right? And so okay. you know, with with all the with all the stuff that's up in the air with week 18s and um, you have that plus you have player injuries, um, and 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 stuff like that. So you know, we you normally put the um, you normally put the lines in on like Tuesday or Wednesday of a given yeah. week. So there's going to be just in the course of a regular week. You know, there's going to be a lot of line movement between then and when we have to um, commit our picks to, to to the spreadsheet. But then, when you add in the layer of the uncertainty that that goes along with Week 18, you know, there's not too much to be uh, to to be mad at when a line has moved just drastically from when you entered into the sheet, um, for, from the time you enter into the sheet, and then we actually have to go through and, and lock in our picks. So. You know, I couldn't bang you too hard on that. <laughs> yeah, and then one last thing on that on that Cincy line, like I ended up pulling that from a different site than where we normally pull the lines, and that was because of the Cincy Buffalo game there. So you know that minus three wasn't wasn't the best. It wasn't the line that it ended up being later on, which you mentioned um, about that. But they still covered. I think the line was like six or six and a half. Um, by game time so yeah all right well before we get out of here we got playoffs here we got i believe they're calling it (laughs) they're calling it a super wild card weekend now i believe and we have six games so daryl i'll turn it over to you any of these games well i mean i'm sure all these games interest you but any of them highly interest you either from a spread over under perspective or one you want to just key in on um yeah i, I so a couple uh starting off you know with the first game on the slate seattle san francisco you know on the sheet we have seattle is catching 10 points that's a that's a lot of points but i kind of think san francisco is good for it um, I, you know, that, that's a lot of points for, for, for the playoffs for sure. And especially with such a, um, you know, the over under on that game is 43 and San Francisco's favorite by 10. So, you know, it's like, they don't expect Seattle to come out here and do anything. Um, and I kind of expect the same as well. You know, they, they limped to that, that playoff berth, um, just in general. And then in the game last week against the Rams, they just yeah. did not look good. So um I I'd actually feel pretty pretty dang good about laying those ten with uh w- w- with the Niners. Now watch us get on here next week and 
not only do not only does Seattle cover, but uh, <laughs> but they win this game and th- that draft we did just 30 minutes ago. You just go tear that ticket up. Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily because we backstacked with uh, with who was it again? Who's our secondary uh, stack? I believe we had some. Wow, how did I forget this already? Did we have some Dallas? I believe. Uh, no, 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 some Tampa, some Tampa. Sorry, with some Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, let, actually, let me reverse that and not put that evil out there. Um, so we got that one, and Dallas being a two and a half point favorite in Tampa. I don't have a feel for that either way. I just think that's a super interesting uh that that's a super interesting line because yeah. you know, this just with the way that Dallas team has been playing, especially these last few weeks, the history of that franchise and the playoffs as of late, this just has all the makings of and and then, you know, they're going up against Tom Brady. This just has all the makings of Tom Brady pulling out the old magic, you know. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of the scene in um in Infinity War when um when Idris Elba's character gets uh get gets stabbed in the gut and he uses the bifrost. He's like, All oh, fathers, let the magic flow through me one last time. You know, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of with Brady right here, um, taking out the cowboy. So um I don't know, that that, that was super interesting uh to me. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so same same here with me with that game. That's probably going to be the game I'll probably be watching from start to finish. I think I'm going to sprinkle Tampa Bay money line just because it's plus money. And I think that game is – I think that game is literally a toss-up. Um, and then, you know, the other one, the Giants and Minnesota – as we mentioned, like these team, these two teams play like three, four weeks ago in a close matchup. I think that's a game that potentially could have some points scored, like a lot of points scored. And, you know, we got Jay Jettas in the playoffs. I believe this is his second appearance now. So, yeah, I'm interested to see his performance in the playoffs here as well. Other than that, uh, you already talked about San Francisco, Seattle. I'm going to be in tune with these other three matchups, but I'm not as locked in as those two games. Yeah, I think um, I think Miami Buffalo. You know that would be that's that should be the that's the first game on Sunday. You know, if you want to uh, you want to take like an extra long brunch that day, I. I, I can't really blame you because <laughs> oh, I'm not too uh, I'm not too keen to watch that game. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm addicted to this stuff. I'm I'm a degenerate, but um, yeah, that that one doesn't hold much. Uh, the only way that game gets interesting is if uh, is if Miami is able to do something just like extra extra godly, and I just really don't see it happening. Uh, not the way, not the way Buffalo has yeah. been looking lately. Yeah, and Tua being out too, it's like, yeah, mm. yeah, not not expecting too um, much there, but but good for Miami getting here in the playoffs. So good for them. Yeah, Coach McDaniel coming in in his first year, a year that was not without its uh, 
it's trials and tribulations, especially with uh with with Tua being in and out of the lineup, uh, able to kind of limp through and get that last playoff spot. Uh, I think I'd much rather see them even without Tua than than the Patriots um, at quote unquote full strength. So you know, at least maybe yeah, we get a chance to see Tyreek do something extra Tyreeky. Um, so yeah. Anyway. Nah, <laughs> I I agree with you. I agree with you. And then finally, shout outs to Geno Smith. I think in my head, this is his first playoff game. It but, is. It's his first yeah. playoff start, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to him, man. Um, man has had a good season. We've we've waxed poetic on him before. So. Yeah. Um, you have any other notes regarding the games or anything else you got to get off your chest to the good people? Um, no, man, I think, I think we covered it all. I'm just excited for Saturday to, to get here. You know, I think I may be looking more forward to this than I was, you know, Christmas getting here. Um, (laughs) it's the playoffs, man. It's, it's the playoffs. I'm, I'm ready to see what these fantasy lineups do and, uh, and just watch some damn good football. You know, that's I'm here for it. My my spirit is ready. Same here. And I'll actually, as I mentioned to you earlier off the pod, I'll be there in H Town to watch some games with you. So should be a good time. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, hey guys, we're gonna um like we mentioned last episode, we're gonna start covering the quarterbacks. Uh, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends uh, performances this year. Um, We'll do those in subsequent podcasts. Those will be probably, again, one episode each for the quarterback, one for the tight end, and we might do two uh, each for wide receiver and running back. We'll show that out later. But thank you guys for tuning in today. If you want to reach out to us, we are on Twitter at TheBrothersFF. That's D-A Brothers F-F. I am Derek, my brother Daryl. We're out of here. Have a good one. Peace.